That one rattles in. Halliburton on a heater right now. I'm learning to listen, Reggie. I'm learning to listen to my big brother, Reggie Miller. He knows a thing or two. Well, well normally what you see is guys who are playing in the All-Star game and they play in that whole city. Are you kidding me right oh, now? is a Pacers Nation. You are listening to the Pacers Post-Up, brought to you by the brothers of basketball, Brad and Ryan. Tyrese Halliburton, the ambassador for the city, for the Pacers franchise, and maybe one day for this entire league. It was All-Star Indy 2024, and it did not disappoint. We're going to recap it all here. Winners and losers from the week that was. We'll preview the remaining 26 games of the season and have a little fun with some end-of-the-year wagers. We appreciate you guys listening. Be sure to check us out on all of our social media channels. This is the Pacers Post-Up. All right, we are back here. Listen to the Pacers Post-Up, getting ready to recap the week that was at All-Star Indy 2024. Obviously, this is something that has been on the calendar for quite a while, so we're going to get into just a high-level recap here today. Um, wrote a little article that, that I may put on a Substack post if you want to check out, but but we'll kind of go into the highlights of that, spend some time now. Obviously, you know, back half of the season, back third of the season, whatever you want to call it. We played at home against Detroit last night, so we We've got 25 left on the schedule for the remainder of the season. Um, and then Ryan and I are going to kind of do a little um, wagering discussion. Yeah, uh, just checking in on uh, where Vegas sees us. And uh, you might turn to the talking heads on TV, but remember, they are the experts. Yeah, co- correct. Um, so it's this is hopefully it'll be a fun episode. I don't know if we'll go you know the full hour that we have been going as of late, but uh, just kind of want to dive in high level. So I was um, as far as All Stars concerned, um, I was pretty much there for everything. Yep. So I uh, I made the decision to stay downtown as as the weather was turning. Mm-hmm. Um, on Perfect timing. Fr- yeah, on, on Friday <laughs> afternoon. So we went down. Well, let's start here. We went down. For the for the tip off event yep. on mm-hmm. Thursday night, which yep. um, we were very fortunate, we had a family member that was able to get some host committee passes for that. So we we went to the tip off at Unity Plaza. Yep, we saw the T Pain show, mm-hmm. the fireworks, the Connor Daly dropping off Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I there thought it was, was well. a drone show. We oh, there it. was, it was there? at night. It was at like midnight. Oh, I, guess. Yeah, I saw some buddies post it. So but. we had gotten. I think it was Anne Marie Tiernan had tipped. Uh, she's friends with our grandfather who's mm-hmm. even at 92 still very connected yep. in the community <laughs> uh, which is unbelievable maybe we'll touch maybe we'll get him on the podcast yep. at some point I'm sure he'd love to be on mm-hmm. um, but uh, no we got tipped off about the drone show missed that but I thought it was fun you know they brought back some of the legends yep, that and was that cool. was that was a theme throughout yes. this entire weekend was you know paying some homage to Indiana basketball there was a lead-in um, with a, a Reggie Miller, Isaiah Thomas, Larry Bird piece on TNT. Yep. I don't know if you saw that, but there were some really cool little nuggets in there. And um, Again, I, I don't want to get into that. We're kind of talking about the experience, but we did the road show, mm-hmm. got to see the inside the NBA you know, TNT crew, um, got to see DJ Diesel, yep. um, Diesel. He, which was pretty fun. So, you know, it was – listen, I, I'll, I'll just kind of dive right into some of my winners and losers of the weekend, if you will, yep. very high level. And I did think that the city of Indianapolis was a winner yep. uh, this weekend. Sure. Um, obviously, just to have the game in general, I think – 
you know, a lot of what we've seen in terms of some of the capital improvements at the field house with the mm-hmm. plaza, um, all kind of coming together for this week. Yep. Um, and and the the arena received high marks. I, I know Gamebridge Fieldhouse was reposting some things from, you know, the talking heads, yep. if you will, about how impressed they were with the facilities and and rightfully so. But but Indy, you know, we talked about it in the last episode. Indy does these events well. Yep. Um, and, and I, I think even despite mother nature's best efforts, um, with the snowstorm on Friday and, you know, let's call it mid teen temperatures, yep. it's all right there. There's skywalks everywhere. You can walk inside mm. for the most part. So I thought it was well done. Um, and frankly, Lucas oil worked out better than I thought. Um, going in. So uh, I thought Indy was a winner coming out of this deal. I thought, you know, just real briefly, and there's been a lot of talk out, uh, you know, coming out of Sunday. I thought a clear loser was, you know, fans of competitive basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't get much of that. And, and you had mentioned, you know, Adam Silver's quotes yep. on Saturday. Um, and, and I don't know exactly what, what he said, but it was something to the effect of, you know, we understand that it hasn't been the best product. As competitive as can be. And I don't know what he thought was going to change, though. He talked, he like brought it, he, he had, and I forget, I think it was Oscar, big O, like gave a speech to all the players beforehand. Yeah. And it I, was the Legends brunch. Yeah, yes. They tried to do, but I just, especially in basketball too, and the NFL struggles with this, when they can take the weight off, it's really hard to get these guys to compete. And so yeah. we've been seeing this for years. They've tried, I mean, a lot of different things with going to a scored point or a specific point to score, doing, you know, team versus or US versus world. Yep. But it's, you know, you get out there and then people are only shooting threes and throwing oops. Yeah. I and mean, that's just what it turns into. Well, it was there was 168 three-point attempts. Oh my god, I didn't Re- know that. <laughs> record-breaking 168. You know, put your mind around it, it it was the best way to describe it and I was in the building um it, it was like a layup line. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was like oh, yeah. it was almost it's your turn, my turn. C- correct. Yeah. Well, it was always Dame's turn. Yeah, but but <laughs> not when Tyrese was passing it. Weirdly, <laughs> yeah, he didn't get any of the assists from Tyrese. Yeah, but. it was. Uh, yeah, we can maybe touch on that. But it was it it was a miss. I mean, I thought Adam Silver kind of had to eat his words a little bit, and and he did. I don't know if you saw the post game. I know you said you didn't watch oh, he it. He wasn't all. happy. Yeah, in the post game trophy presentation, he his line literally wasn't I'm close here. It was something to the effect of to the Eastern Conference All-Stars, well, you scored the most points. Congratulations. And and that was it. Mm-hmm. He really did not have a lot of comments and I'm sure it's because he had kind of promised a more competitive game um and it was not that in in any way shape or form and I I you know, I I know the injury uh, narrative is what drives a lot of this. Yeah. Um, I also think, and, and I, listen, I'm not going to lay this at the feet of one or two individuals, but I think when you when you listen to how Kobe used to talk, or Larry Bird talks, or Isaiah, or MJ, or some of these guys from the previous eras, yeah. They took this game as a as a moment of pride, as a moment of I'm gonna you know I'm gonna show I'm better than you right on this stage with all the best of us a hundred percent and and I think we're in a league and and I don't again I'm not gonna lay this at the feet of LeBron I think his ego plays part of why 
he doesn't come out and always compete in these yeah. exhibitions. That's why he mm-hmm. hasn't done the slam dunk contest. But we are in a generation of basketball where everybody seems to be super friendly yeah. with everybody. They're all boys. It's this like brotherhood, uh, you know, network fraternity, if you will. And I just don't think there's that same edge mm-hmm. walking into a game like this. And so the, the NBA has got their work cut out for him. So the last two years have been the lowest rated um, all-star games in the last okay. 20. So wow. this this year was up, I want to say, 10 or 15% from last year. Yep. But they're the two lowest in the last 20 years. So they've got they've got to figure it out. I don't know if there's financial incentivization or, you know, I know uh, – Listen, we were talking to our brother last night. A tie-in to playoff incentives or, mm. you know, the West or the East gets the – I'm not a huge fan right. of that. Because if you don't have a representative in there but you're still in the thick of things, you're kind of just left to hope for the best. For sure. The, the only thing that I was thinking of, and I'm curious your opinion, I mean, I know it's – I know it's. let's say if you're an all-star and you make the game, mm-hmm. presumably these are going to be the players that are gunning for – all NBA, yep. MVP, most improved. Maybe you give them some sort of credit in terms of you do the All-Star game, you get two additional games towards your 65 count yeah, or something, or, like or, or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Just you got to, you know, and I, they can still play the game and not compete. Yeah. I get that. But, but you're at least trying to make it you know, somewhat of a, a little bit more buy-in from the players. I mean, at one point, Luca threw like a three-quarter Whoa. heave <laughs> off the top of the shot clock. He was trying to get a two-for-one, but it was like, come on. I mean, it, it, the game was a mess. So I, I thought that was a clear loser of the weekend. Um, and and I don't want to, you know, I I, I don't want to hog the mic here. I'll get through a couple more real quick. Tyrese Halliburton is, to me, a, a clear winner. Oh, he was, and I think J.J. had the best. He was a clear ambassador for Indiana all weekend. Yeah. He is... I mean, he's a certified pro with the media in terms of yep. how to answer every question, always bringing the same energy. He's got that lovable like that For literally sure. everybody loves. Everyone wants to interview him. And yeah, he was, I mean, I don't know how he was. He was on everything. You, yep. I mean, you could, I tried to watch most stuff that occurred in all of his interviews like I usually do. It was not possible. Uh, right. I went back. He did the JJ podcast when yep. they were in New York. Yep. Um, came back, did the Pat McAfee show. Yep. He he rode in the Indy car with Daly down to the tip off. It was Woj. Went right? and did the Woj podcast. Yep. He was at I, I can't remember what it was on Friday. There was I, I he was I know I saw him personally on Friday at the crossover. So he okay. was at the Starry booth yeah. inside the crossover. He did another appearance. I can't remember what it was, but I know I saw it. He was on the sidelines for the Rising Stars. Yep. Turnaround, all-star practice on Saturday, HBCU, skills challenge, three-point, and then in the game on, on Sunday. So, I, I, you know, over-under on number of hours of sleep, I, I hope I hope you guys hammered the under if there was a line out there. Um, but but he, he could not have done better yeah. in that role. And the cool thing about Tyrese is we talk a lot about India, about of our players who don't get a lot of appreciation for what they've done. Between the in-season tournament and now the all-star game, Tyrese Halliburton gets his credit for the player that he is. And it, he well-deserved. I mean, he is going to be, if he plays the 65 games, he'll find himself on one of those all-NBA teams. Yep. He's one of the best guards, if not the best, you know, point guard with, I'm quoting in my hands over here, but that style. But he is now, he is 
a very popular member in the NBA, which even when we had some of those guys like Paul George and yep. Vic, they never got here, I don't nope. think, at least media-wise. You can argue play maybe, but... No, I, I would agree with you. And I think a lot of it is, it's two, in my mind, it's two things. Style of play, yep. because it's it's unique. Very. You know, it's he, he is a different player. We well, saw his Jay Will pass now. It took two bounces to get to Dame, but I still loved him. People like, he missed Giannis. It's like, he wasn't going for Giannis. Yeah, he wasn't going for Giannis. <laughs> and to be fair to him... Guys are guys are fading out to three point line. Yeah, when Jay Will was in, playing, yeah. it was more of a you know I'm cutting to the rim type of thing. So but continue, yeah. But no, but I think the second part of it is what you hit on. It's his personality. Yeah. He he, you know, Shaq was. So I got another. This is I'll end up posting this. This is the first article I've finally finished. I've got a million in draft, but um, I, this was something I touched on. Shaq was quoted on Thursday night. They brought Reggie out on the set yep. at the road show, and he, I, I, we weren't there, I think, for this, or I don't remember hearing it, but he asked Reggie, he said, you know, after KD's gone, after LeBron's gone, after Steph is gone, you know, can Tyrese Halliburton be the face of this league wow. or a face it's, of this yeah. league? And before he let Reggie answer, Shaq said, I say yes. Wow. So, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that's somebody, listen, inside the NBA TNT crew, that's his, that's his big a platform from a media perspective as oh, you're going to sure. get from a from a pundit or yep. or a, a quote unquote expert. So, I thought that was encouraging, you know, it, listen, it's always going to be Indiana, but with the way things have gone via the collective bargaining agreement and Wardronowski was talking about this a little bit on local radio, they they're making it hard for these three max player oh, super teams. It, next year, these teams like the Suns and the Celtics are going to have to make real decisions. They won't be able to keep their teams together, yeah. at least currently constructed. No, they, they won't. And 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 you see it already in terms of how much they've had to even gut their bench just to get yeah. to where they're at. Exactly. And they have mm-hmm. no depth. That's why Milwaukee, you know, is in the position they're in. And frankly, yeah. the Suns, while they've been getting better, yeah. got off to a slow start. And and so it's going to be interesting. Tyrese Halliburton. Burton is on the rise. He's got to stay healthy. I thought he looked great last night. We'll kind of get into the Detroit game here in a little bit, but um, just a couple other things. All-Star Saturday night, we were both in the building. Yep. I think, you know, as much of listen, I was not high on Lucas Oil. I thought it was better than expected. Mm-hmm. Um, the LED court was, for that event, I, I hope they don't rush to try and bring this into a regular season environment yeah. it's that's not what that's for but i we thought, don't need more distractions <laughs> no i mean it's yeah there's there's for a, this perfect yeah yeah but, for yeah. this it was perfect i thought the steph sabrina thing was great yep. could not have gone i mean it was really there was no loser in that i nope. mean she ties the same score that dame won and everybody had in the first round the with loser tw- was kenny the jet yeah with his <laughs> yeah kenny got himself in a bit of a corner uh on the broadcast and um, yeah, sometimes you just you, you got to be careful. Um, no, but she was great. I mean, she should have won, but she was going against Steph. She was going against anybody in that competition. She probably t- or what she would have taken. Yeah, she, <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, so I thought it was all well done, but we have to spend a couple seconds on the slam dunk contest because I, I really am. I went back and I kind of did a deep dive, and this thing there has to be a change. I mean, I I, I understand that we did see what I would say was probably one really great dunk on Saturday night. It was McClung's first. And, right? and it was Mac McClung's first dunk where he where he does you know he, he jumps over the two guys. Double tap. Double tap. And 
That was impressive, albeit you had to see the slow motion replay to really appreciate yep. it. I'm not sure the judges did. Yep. Um, and then the entire judge, <laughs> the judging um, they process. They have never <laughs> gotten this right. Of the dunk, and we'll talk about the players who are involved in all that. This has been a staple for years. And they almost messed it up again. Now, I believe I thought Toppin should have probably made it over Jalen Brown, but at least they, they almost didn't have McClung in there, which yeah. would have been ridiculous. These guys, they're... They they don't know what they're looking for. This is a fan no. thing. Continue though. That's yeah, no, a bigger problem. So there were there were a lot of misses. I mean, the, the the judges were a miss. I think the field is a miss. Mm-hmm. And this is no disrespect to Mac McClung, who's clearly a phenomenal athlete and dunker. He's a G League player. Yeah. So now you're and the G League has their own dunk contest, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um I was there this weekend. Uh oh, really? so it was oh, nice. and it was fine. It was over at the NBA crossover on it was actually Saturday afternoon. Um so it, it you know, we're now having to subsidize. I guess the, my point, or where I'm trying to get at here, is it's an NBA slam dunk contest. It's mm-hmm. NBA Saturday night. It's a showcase, and we're at the point where 50% of the field is G League, and Mac McClung is kind of what doing what I would say, putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. He's not yeah. an NBA player, phenomenal athlete. But if you're going to go outside the NBA, then why are we not talking about YouTube dunkers yeah, and things like that? Get because the best of the best, at that. right? Because at this point, nobody nobody's watching Mac McClung on League Pass. Yeah, I mean, no. you know, the Osceola Magic are not a hot ticket no. team. So, yeah, I, I think I think you know, and Jalen Brown, which maybe some of the worst now, dunks before <laughs> even now that is fair. Let's at least give Jalen Brown an All Star credit for doing it uh, now. I, he was not great, and we kind of hinted that we didn't think he was going to be particularly great. But at least he was out there. I, I, a hundred percent. What I, what I, the unfortunate part though, Ryan, is that it completely backfired oh. because now any future all stars like I'm not going to that ridicule. Yeah. I mean, why put yourself? And that's where we're at with this: is that nobody wants to participate in it. Mm-hmm. And Stephen A. had a hot take. I don't know if you heard it about how you know he was basically laying at the feet of LeBron. And I think we can all say it was interesting. So that came out. Then Vince Carter was on his podcast. Uh, did you see this? Uh, I think I saw the Stephen A. I don't know if I saw so, so Vince came out, and I guess this was obviously years ago, but there was a point in time where the league had offered Vince Carter, Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, and LeBron James a million dollars each to participate wow. in the dunk contest. That fucking awesome. And and apparently and Vince was being very coy, apparently not everybody was on board. Yeah. And so interestingly enough, Vince, Tracy and Kobe have all been in the dunk contest yep. before. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you can think whatever. Think what you want. LeBron, no LeBron. I I, I do think his ego probably prevented him from ever playing or ever participating. Yeah. Um, it's a shame he never did because now we're seeing all-stars not want to do it. And two, yeah. another thing that goes underrated, and I, I didn't look back, so it's whatever. If you go back, I think it was the Blake Griffin dunk contest. He, at that dunk contest, said next year he's in. Really? So he has hinted multiple times that he was going to do it. And I promise you, this is very true because he yeah. was so hyped up. It was awesome. This was Blake's like real rise. Yeah. I forget who he's going against. It might have been... It might have been in the Dwight era. Dwight Howard. I was yeah. going to say, it's probably Dwight. But and he was on courtside saying, next year, this one's for me. And so he's always, and look, we're, we don't want to go too down a rabbit hole because I could do this all day. But <laughs> yeah. we don't. It's, you know, he always does this back and forth with it. And now, now that doesn't mean 
it's all on him. There are other guys no. who have chosen not to do it that, you know, are, and it's not like every all-star. Tyrese obviously can't be in this. He doesn't yeah. have it. But we have a ton of athletic all-stars. Shout out to Giannis, who has done it. Yeah. But for sure. Yeah. And and you know what? I'll give I'll tell you this. Carl Anthony Towns was putting on it. She was the only one on yeah. Sunday that was doing anything mm-hmm. from a dunk perspective. I think we're at a point where it's a no-brainer for Mac McClung because he's now getting oh, brought up to the to the biggest stage. Huge win for yeah, yeah, but everybody, but all the stars, they have nothing to gain. Nothing. They're, they're, so the the league has to figure out a way to get. I mean, this thing is on life support, in my opinion. At the bare minimum, I I am I would be a fan of moving it down a rung and finishing the night with the three point contest. Yeah, that one is definitely updated. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I just I I think that that is a better product. Yeah. At this point, mm-hmm. um, and so <clears throat> I don't know if the league's considering that. I know we've t- touched on the idea of could you get a one-on-one bracket, even yeah. if it's not, <clears throat> you know, even if it's not all all stars, even if you had a collection of rising stars or some of your top rookies or whatever. Um, again, it comes back to: Are these guys gonna? Are they gonna? Do they have the edge? Do they yeah. want to go out and mm-hmm. risk? having a bad showing. Yeah, you know, we get to see some of that uh, on Team USA when they come together yep. in the summers. You get to see all those clips. Miles Turner's, you know, I've seen him go against KD. It was a couple years ago. He was PG, in. Harden, yeah, Kyrie, it, Durant, it, all that. Yep. Post-practice, they hang out, and that would be very cool to see. Now, do you section off half the court? Does it turn into just basically like hit to dribble move, you know, pull up? Is yeah. that what it's going to turn into? But I'm with you. It, it's... I don't know how you get these guys, and they've tried a lot of things. I, yeah. You hit it at the very beginning. I don't know how you get these guys energized and wanting to do this because that is the key. We can change the format. Yeah. We can do all this, but until the players, until KD, LeBron, you know, Booker all sit down and say, hey, we're going to do this, and I'm going to come at you here. Yeah. If I have a bad showing, I don't think like anybody would come out of the All-Star break being like, Ah, uh, KD, you know, whoop Booker. Like, I, yeah. I don't know about Booker. Now, they're on the same team, so bad example. But, like, right. who would think that? No. They're in the All-Star game. I mean, we can – and it's one night. We've all seen shooters have bad nights. For, for sure. I, I think there's just – there's got to – we've got to get the players bought in at, a, at another level. Um, and that kind of segues to one of my last things. I just want to touch on real briefly because there's two points here, mm-hmm. one of which is is close to home for Pacers fans. But um, I thought another clear winner out of this whole thing was the G League. We've talked about Mac McClung, yeah. um, but but also on the night of the Rising Stars. We Shocking were, victory. Uh, Thank God Vegas <laughs> had those lines. I would have bet the house on that team, and I hit it. I, it was the team I thought was going to win with Wemby and – well, it, it was Powell. it was yeah, I was say it was Team Powell, it was Webinyana and Brandon Miller, so yep. the top two picks from last year's draft. And I hate to say it, but it was ex- it was the exact same thing we've been talking about this whole time. They came out and it was like, yeah, we're just going to go through the motions. Yeah, yeah um, try to get a flashy three here. If I can get the fast break, I'll take it. If not, I'm just going to put a hand up on D. It's exactly what it was. I mean, I, I I you could see it almost from the jump. I think it was like 25-13, so they got doubled up almost right out of the gate. They yeah. did go on a run. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a 15-4 run. They cut it. They cut it. They, back they cut bit. it back to one. Um, but the G League was clearly maximizing the opportunity, taking advantage of the platform, yeah. um, which I thought was great for them. And they had a ton of stuff for the G League at the crossover. Mm-hmm. So I saw the dunk contest. They had their own, what they called like up next game. So it was like a rising okay. stars of yeah. some, I think there were some Ignite players in there, but oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it was, I thought they did a really good job of propping that kind of minor league presence up this weekend. And, you know, that's for us here in Indy, I'm excited about it because 
the Mad Ants are moving down to Noblesville. Yep. It's going to be something that we'll be a little bit closer to. Obviously, Jairus Walker just came off the road trip. We can touch on some of Carlisle's comments. I think that's worth uh, a minute or two. But the other side of that with the G League at the Rising Stars game was Benedict Matherin. Um, yep. And he was doing his usual thing. He was exactly <laughs> right. Uh, airballed a dunk, hung on the rim, talking uh, mess. To yeah, to to Jay Ivy, which we didn't get any payoff last night from nope. that. I thought I was literally thinking before the game. I'm like, if there's an over under on technicals, I need to hammer the yep. over because. And there was one, mm-hmm. but it was not related to Matherin and Ivy. I uh, think part of that we just jumped on him so early that yeah. the, there wasn't a bunch of tension there, in the building. Not not a lot of edge. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly that's that's probably exactly what it was. But I thought Benedict had a great weekend. He actually looked really good. He had a, a pretty um, slick pass to I forget who it was. Um, I, I the guy from Utah. I'm going to forget his name, the big guy from Utah. Uh, Walker. Yeah, Walker. Walk. Yeah, there you go. Walker. I wanted to say Walker Hayes, but that was the guy that was performing. Uh, he was one of the artists. But anyways, all in all, I mean, I think there were there were a lot of things to like if you were a Pacers yeah. fan coming out of All-Star Weekend. Uh, beside the weather, I think every, everything else got off pretty much without a hitch. The league's got some things to figure out, in my opinion. It'll be interesting to see how they do it um, in San Francisco next year. But it was a lot of fun. Um, and And... We're now kind of in, in right back yeah. into so where I know where you're going. Yeah. I wanted to make one more slight All Star Weekend before yeah, we go on. There's one thing still, and I'm going back to the dunk contest. We talked a lot, but I wanted yeah. to hint. Ever since the Levine Aaron Gordon dunk contest, which yep. at least for I'm 27, for my era, that is the dunk contest for sure. that we remember, and it's one of the best of all time. Yeah, most least, competitive of all time. I was going to yeah. say competitive of two guys going at it. I think since then there is a huge intimidation because every dunk contest is now compared backwards to that one. For sure. So every time we have one, it's like, oh, well, they didn't do what Levine did and what Aaron Gordon did. And that isn't an unrealistic standard. Those two guys put in a lot of work. And specifically Aaron Gordon, actually, always yeah. talked about he He thought about it a lot. But one thing I think the players have lost a little bit is the creativity and dunks. Everybody likes to tell you we've seen them all. Yeah. But We've kind of lost the show of it. I mean, now we watch, how many times we watch somebody jump over something? Oh, I know. I mean, that's kind of all we see. And I'm not even saying, you know, you can still do your windmills and 360s, but I think back to some of the dunk contests and not to hit Blake Griffin jumping over a car, Dwight Howard with the Superman, Dwight when he pulled in a second backboard and raised it to 12 feet. There are things, Paul George, when he was in it, turned all the lights and turned on the LED. I think there's a little more these players can do to kind of pay homage. or It's like you said, you can pay homage to old dunkers, you can do new things, even that are similar dunks, but just add a little bit more to it. Because this is a show and fun. And so when you just go over there and it's like, how many times have we seen a guy jump over Shaq? Well, I, I mean, I was going to say, <laughs> well, I, I, we saw it twice on Saturday. That's what I mean. And, <laughs> and granted, Mac McClung didn't post up. Jaime yeah. Jaquez Jr. did. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to pick on Jaquez, yeah. but we knew the minute he was announced that he had no shot. There was no anticipation or excitement there. So it, it's that's where we're at is that, you know, and <clears throat> listen, I, I, <laughs> Jalen Brown probably was the most – Proppy and using, you know, he had the left-handed glove. He had the 
I guess eyes closed. Yeah, I, I, his execution. Yeah, his yeah. execution. I'm not sure if it was a dab or he was trying to pretend like his eyes were closed. Either way, it didn't work, and he dropped the TD Garden in. And you know what? He got a smattering of booze, as he should. Yeah. You know, being an indie, but it. It. I agree with you. We've got to get some. We've got to restore. Levine and Gordon are not. That is not, not the expectation. That's no. and we can't compare it to them. That's if the, the high water mark. Who's at the yeah. dunk contest saying that? It's like that's one in every ten years. Yeah. you get something. The fact like that Aaron Gordon is not a slam dunk champion yeah, is is wild absurd. because he's one of the best of all time. Yeah, like that, you see some of those dunks and you're like, oh my god. Well, but that's uh, even what I'm kind of pointing at is one of the best dunks on that is. I'm sorry, I don't know the Orlando Magic's um, mascot, mascot. I know what you're talking about. He's doing a full 360 on a hoverboard or whatever they call it, and he's got to time it and then windmill it. It really was just kind of a really good windmill, but just how it all came together was awesome. Yeah, there's there's got to be some more buy-in. I I, I think. You know, it, we know the product. Listen, it's why we all go. It's why we tune in. It's higher that Saturday night's higher rated than the Sunday game. Yeah. We we but we're we've we've got to get. I, I I'm not trying to advocate to get G League guys out of there, but if we're going to go to G League, why don't we just get guys that can dunk? If it that if that's really what it's all about, because uh-huh. nobody. I mean, frankly, Jacob Toppin's there in part because of his brother. Yeah. And and Mac McClung's there just because he's a wildly freakish athlete and so listen it was a lot of fun i hope everybody everybody got to check out at least some part of it um i can tell you this i mean i i would having gone i would not go to the game again i (laughs) I just wouldn't if i didn't have a personal rooting interest um you know beyond basketball to attend i would not have gone but that's okay it was a lot of fun indy showed out really well and you know that'll be those will be some memories we we hold on to for a long time but we now have basketball to yep. get back to. So w- let's just kind of do a state of the union here on where we're at. Um, 26 games to go coming out of the break. We are 1-0, and uh, thankfully, against the bottom of the barrel Detroit Pistons, who actually played a really good second half last night. They're 3-7 um, and seven in their last 10. They okay. are not the dumpster <laughs> Trending. fire they yeah. were at the beginning. They have not lost 29 straight or wherever, 27. I forget where it ended. Uh but yeah, they look. We still we wanted to win. We came out and crushed them, uh, yeah. which was great. But the yeah. most encouraging thing for me is Tyrese looked like Tyrese. Yep. Um, and he talked about it after the game in terms of feeling like he could get to his spots mm-hmm. a little bit more. Maybe not always knocking it down, but he got off to a hot start. Had a couple of dunks that looked like he had that explosiveness back. Um, so that was really good. Uh, another thing that we really didn't find out until. Um, I want to say maybe Tuesday, Neesmith's injury from the Toronto, was it Toronto game? It was the last one, so. I think it was the Toronto game. Uh, Neesmith's injury is not as severe as it could have been. Uh, There were some fears that it may be a little worse, so he's more on a day-to-day kind of situation. It sounds like Jalen Smith could have played last night if Mm -hmm. needed. Um, So we're getting guys healthy, which, which is what we need. We've got a relatively easy slate. I think some things adjusted in terms of our opponent's records, but we're in the bottom half. I want to say 17th or 18th in terms of remaining strength of schedule. So I, I guess, Ryan, from, from that standpoint, what do we need to see? Where are we at and what do we want to see for this last third of the season as we're currently sitting in sixth in a very jumbled Eastern Conference? Where Where are you at with this group? Yeah, you've hinted at it. Uh, we've got a much easier schedule, and one of the big talking points in Pacers media has definitely been we can't beat the bad teams. Tony yeah. East had a great stat that I think we're second worst in the league 
on the bottom five team records. That's the Charlottes, the Wizards, the Pistons, and that. Yep. I will say this. I think that is a little bit overblown as our record against the top teams are good. I'd rather have it that way. We yeah. have had, I mean, through the Nate McMillan years, how many did we go where we could crush the bad teams For sure. and could not play with the good teams? It's much harder to get over that hurdle than yeah. this. But with that said, we need to beat these teams because the ultimate goal, and we hinted about it a little bit of the podcast last week, is to stay out of the play-in. And yeah. really, I even say... Unless Milwaukee's the two. Yeah, well, I was about to... <laughs> you, you cut me off because that's Sorry. where I was going. I said, you really want to stay... It would. I'd rather be out of the play-in, obviously, because anything can happen. If you get in one of those play-in games, you're likely playing the Heat or the Magic or yeah. the Sixers, which would probably be getting Embiid back. So yeah. none of those are great matchups for us, especially you know the Matt or the... The Magic don't we are just big and don't plays. The yeah. Heat come playoff time just become like the best team in the league. Yeah, eight seed in the finals. But you really don't want to play Boston. They yeah. are the best team in the league, at least playing right now. I'm not saying they'd be my favorite to win the championship. They're definitely the favorite out of the East. You can poke holes in almost any team, but they yeah. are six loaded deep. They're and then have enough on the edges to make it work. So what I'm looking for is to beat a lot of these teams. Now, I don't know if you looked at our schedule. We have, they're not all back-to-backs, but we play most of these teams twice. I so have seen that. We have like yes. Toronto twice, Brooklyn three times, the Lakers twice. Dallas I think we twice. Dallas twice. New Orleans on a, uh, not a back-to-back, back, but, but it's a home and away. So we have a couple that we play, you know, you play them twice and, you know, let's call it three nights or whatever. And then a couple where you play one and then play like two weeks later. I think we have that with the Bulls too or something. So we have a lot of these, but that does make it a little difficult. A lot of times when you get into those, you know, where you're playing a team in close measures, you split them a lot. We saw that with the Milwaukee series when we had that, when we played one yep. here and brought them back. So, Same with the Boston home and home. Yeah, there you go. So that makes it a little more tricky, but that's the goal. I think you're just working right now. I think we're starting to see our lineup come together. I would not expect once fully healthy and yeah. E. Smith slides back in, I we know those four are the starters, and I think Nemhard's the fifth starter for sure now, yeah. I would think, going into the playoffs. So we need to get the rotation down, which I think builds Siakam in. I saw last night Caitlin Cooper had a lot where we were doing different sets again with Siakam. I'm sure Rick, with a little time off, was able to start you know, really looking into yeah. the film and looking how we can integrate Siakam with Tyrese getting back up to speed too. Yep. So for me, the goals are try to stay out of the play-in or seventh seed. Yeah. But... <laughs> That would get, we'll see how that goes. You don't yep. want that to bite you later. But, and then just get the team humming. So we've got yeah. easy schedules. We need to do what we did last night, take care of business against the easy opponents, and then see who we end up against. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I think that's all you can really do at this point is control what's in front of you. It's crazy that, yeah, I mean, we're down to 25 games um, and a lot of winnable games, but. That doesn't mean a whole lot. I, no. I do like you touching on that point around this team being able to beat the really good teams, unlike you know where we were at in the in the excuse me McMillan years. Easy for me to say, um, because some of that comes down to some of that championship. You know, a lot of the if you listen so much of this weekend, if you paid any attention this week, it's all about Reggie and Larry yeah. and all this. And it, everybody that was talking about winning at a high level was about believing you could win at a high level, mm -hmm. having this confidence that when you walk on the floor, 
you're worthy of beating the Celtics or the Bucks or the you know the Knicks or whoever it is, and we've already proven that we can do it. So yeah. there should not be a there should not be a lack of belief. Now you still got to go out and execute. Our defense has been yeah we let the Pistons back in the game last night, yep. but but that's that's been our bugaboo all year. I do hope that as we get healthy and what seems like solidify Nemhard in that two, that starting two spot, because it feels like, I agree with you, it feels like that's where we're going. I hope we continue to see some improvement there. Mm -hmm. I've been really impressed with Tyrese's defense just in the last like two or three games, getting hands in passing lanes and things. Now, he's cheating a little more Mm -hmm. than, than... I would like because he's getting beat on backside cuts and things. Okay, yeah. uh, there were a lot of lobs that happened in last night's game. Due to him. And, and maybe you couldn't see it on the television, but we were sitting in that corner section mm-hmm. in club. And, you know, when he cheats off to try and cut off that pass to the corner, yeah. it, it, basically what ends up happening is you get the penetration. The big has to help mm-hmm. from the backside. And then the guy who's in the opposite corner is open, open, open yeah. for the either a three or a layup to, or, you know, dunk depending if it's a big, that's where they were getting those oops to Duran mm-hmm. um, among others. So it was, you know, we've got to be a little careful there and, yep. and, and a little bit more fundamental, but I do like Tyrese's activity. Obviously it, it is his weakest yep. part of his game. So mm-hmm. if he improves and, and I like, you know, having that, Nemhard Neesmith combination in there because they can typically take yep. the opposing you know guards. Tie on yeah, who's who's the non-shooter, the non-threat. Yeah. So threat. we've got. I, I want to say we've got Dallas, Toronto, and New Orleans. And the New Orleans, all three at yep. home. You'd really like to see us go two and one at yep. least in that. I mean, Toronto should be a win if you can pick. Uh, Dallas is good. Mm-hmm. New Orleans has been playing well, so you got to you got to get one of those at home. And if you can start this, you know, four game home stand three and one before getting on the road. The energy's I, high in the city with the team. Yeah, everybody's buzzing. This is a time to and I mean, if you look at the East standings right now, it's basically half a game from six. Yeah, you to really eight. need it. It's it's all right there, depending on how you want to look at it. So, yeah, and this is where you got to take – I mean, Dallas is going to be a really good test. It's one of those games where I would hope to win with the home court advantage. If you look at our records this year, I think they're about the same as us. I don't don't quote me. But, yeah, we're going to have to see how that plays out. But this will be a really good stretch to come out, try to get a little bit of, you know, room there with these teams. As the Sixers fall back without Embiid still, you know, the Magic are right behind us, the Heat are right behind us. Try to get a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. Um, one thing, cause I said we were going to touch on it and we'll just spend a minute on it before we kind of move on to the next segment. But where are we at with Jairus Walker? I thought to, I thought last night he was going to so, get in yeah. the game and, and it just never happened. And I'm kind of, I, I just, I'm scratching my head a little bit. Yeah. I, we had a quote that I sent you the other day and it was basically Rick Carlisle saying it wasn't a punishment that we sent Jairus Walker to the G league, uh, that we wanted him to become like a leader there amongst that group. I'm just going to say, love Rick, all that. I hate this kind of bullshit. I don't buy yeah. it. He, if you watch any of those Mad Ants clips, Jairus Walker's a really funny guy, and I'm sure gets along with him. Yeah. I'm not looking for him and his leadership qualities right, right now. He needs NBA run. This has been hit on a lot, so I don't want to overdo it. We all want to see Jairus Walker minutes. I I think at this point we can assume they are not coming this year. Yeah. Really under – I mean, it sounds like if there's going to be any emergency – minutes it's going to be Shepard and a combination of Doug right now looks yeah. like what it's going to feel that's unfortunate I can only say we'll let this slide 
I sent you this too. Right now, he has the least minutes of any top 10 pick in the draft taken last year. He has less than players like Trace Jackson Davis and a lot taken beyond him. Yeah. And we're not that good that we shouldn't be able to get some of these guys some runs. But this is Rick's MO. He didn't like to play young guys in Dallas. Brunson yeah. went through the same thing early in his career with the Dallas over there. So I get it. I will say this. Next year, he has to have an ingrained 15 minutes a game. Yeah. He's playing seven minutes on each half. He doesn't have to be the starter. Now Siakam that, you know, yep. we'll see where his role, but he must be getting consistent minutes. I, I, I agree. I mean, he's too talented. We've seen too many flashes of yep. his ability to, you know, and I understand he's not, you know, Doug McDermott spaces the floor. He brings an entirely different skill set, veteran presence. He has some, you know, rapport with obviously Carlisle and McConnell and whatever. Uh, you just got to find time for him yep. on the floor. And 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 frankly, kudos to Obi Toppin because Obi has come in and just continues to earn that spot 100%. over and over and over. And that's a good thing for us. Last night, he looked great. He was phenomenal last night. I was so impressed with his minutes. The rebounding. I mean, his shooting, we've talked about yeah. a lot, but his rebounding was impressive. He had a couple nice dimes last yeah. night. Block. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I really have got to give credit where credit's due because this is a guy that even before we brought in Siakam, had had found his way to the bench mm-hmm. because we were going to bring in Jalen Smith and go big, and you know there was a, there was a lot of turmoil, and he has just continued to find ways to be effective. Obviously, in a contract season, I hope I hope we can find a way to keep him and get Jarris Walker on the floor. Yeah, you know, particularly Jarris has showed flashes at the three for I, sure. He has, and and I think Obi's shooting allows us if mm. he's shooting the way he is now because his stroke looks great. It yeah. it it. Physically, it's smooth. yeah, physically it looks and like he can get he, into it pretty fast for his size. He has a better shot than I even saw last year. Like oh, I, no doubt, I knew he no could doubt. shoot a little, and it was like part of his game. But not now. I now he hit, he's a shooter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he, he takes is. the shot. I'm like, okay, I, I think that's going in, and yeah. and it has been more times than not. It seems like so. I mean, obviously not really more times than not because he's shooting like forty yeah. percent. But whatever. I think there could be some lineups, particularly because Walker has shown an ability to be a facilitator, that connector mm-hmm. piece. We've talked about it. So we're running long on Walker. But I, I just, uh, listen, we know we're not good enough yet. So if you're yep. not developing these young guys. It, and that's the key word, development. We have seen first-round picks specifically that the Pacers have taken. Goga, we never gave him a run. Now, yep. I wasn't a huge fan, but we never gave him a run. Nope. Aaron Holiday lost his minutes to TJ McConnell, another yep. first-rounder. Chris Duarte ended up getting shifted out when he had those injuries, and then Matter he kind of fell out of the rotation. Yep. We've seen so. I mean, if you wanted to point, it's not just drafting that the Pacers have struggled in; it's yep. player development. We for, can't. We got to get these guys run for sure. And look at what Shepard's doing. We we saw him knock down some shots last night. We're seeing yep. him get a little bit more comfortable now. He did have another one where he passed because he had missed a few in a row. But that's what rookies do. Yeah, so. he's getting his feet wet, and I, I I continue to love what I see there. I just think, yeah, we got to find the time to get him on the floor, and and hopefully the coaching staff. I'm sure they feel the same way, and you know, it's a balance. Obviously, we've heard that from the. First front office, Chad Buchanan, that we're trying to, yes, win now, but also plan for the future. This is more of a plan for the future. I yep. get that. And we're talking about winning games to try and get seating. Yep. So, you know, it's it's not like I'm not making it seem like it's an It'll easy button. It'll be a bigger conversation next year. Yeah. He must be playing. Has to. He's too talented not to. Uh, just, yep. just flat and out. And he's not like a total. Some of these guys like Cam Whitmore come in. He was like 18 and a half. You know, he's yep. 20. He's, he's going to be 21 next year. I mean, yep. we need to get him in the game. Got to get him some run. So, all right, let's go on. We're going to try something new here. Um, I'm going to let you take the, take the reins. 
Reigns. So on. we're just going to basically do what are the odds. So if we've got any gamblers out there, I looked. Now, I took these last night before the Pistons game. Now, I was under the assumption we win, and we did. So it all still is relatively should be the same. Nice. But we're just going to go through basically like championship, East, what are the odds. So okay. we'll just start with the big one, Brad. And this is high odds. I'll try to give you because these the really high ones are are tough to get. The, there will be some easier ones. Okay. What do you think the odds are that the Pacers win the championship? Oh man, you're putting my yeah. No, this one is probably like I said. These are in the very and not don't go absurd. No, no, not no I like know one in a thousand, but no, I, I I would say for the Pacers to win the championship right now, oh, one in fifty. One in fifty. It is one in one hundred and twenty. Is it really? It's pretty high odds. I wow. thought. Wow. Okay. Don't, we don't get a lot of love. We were right there with like the magic odds. I saw. So okay. One in one twenty. If you think there's a chance. Well, hell. I mean, I I would have bought it for one fifty. Yeah. <laughs> I or one in one uh, one in fifty. So shit. Um. Okay. One twenty. One one hundred twenty. Okay. I, I listen. I I it, we're we're the sixth seed. So yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I I guess I'm just more bullish. You'd think, though, yeah. with eight teams making the playoffs, it, I mean, I know the Celtics and Nuggets and those guys, but I was as so, well. Let me ask you this, and I don't want to, I know, I don't know what you have on your notepad. Uh, obviously, podcast listeners can't see that you've got some things in front of you, but did you look who, I'm assuming Boston's number one. Yes. And are they, what are they, one in 10? Or? They were one in four. One in four. One four. Okay. I think it was the Nuggets and the Celtics still had the highest odds there. The Nuggets have fallen. The Celtics have been at like plus 450 about all okay. year. That's pretty, yeah, that even makes coming sense. in. Uh, so now we'll go. What about just the East? Okay. It's not linear, obviously. So I'm not going to go one in 60. I would say like to win the East, maybe like. <clears throat> One in eighty-five. One in thirty-five. Is it seriously so that big flip. of a drop? So, yeah, it's one in thirty-five in the East. Crazy. Uh, now these, I will say, if the, there's no way to get an edge on Vegas, these are the weird ones where you can kind of get the movement where they don't okay. totally have a feel. But one in thirty-five. That's a little. Hey, if we can beat. You know, let's say we draw Milwaukee the first yeah. round. We take him because we can. And then it's, you know, again, never root for injury, but this is how the Raptors did it. You know, if Tatum goes down, yeah. all of a sudden it's wide open. For, for, for sure. That seems like, yeah, okay. I, so, I, 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 listen, I'm, I'm making myself okay. look bad here. Now, this will go the opposite. So this one's tough. So think we're going now. These will not be high odds. These are low odds. Yeah. So what are the chances the Pacers make the playoffs? You know, I I may cheat here because I think I heard this the other day. I think we were like something around an 89 or 90% chance of making it. So for the gamblers, we're minus 1,200, which in other words, you'd spend, you'd have to bet $100 to win 10, basically. Wow. Yeah. You know, and and honestly, with as much volatility as there is, and the fact that we're in the sixth seed, Mm -hmm. it feels really high. Super high. Insanely. I think that if... As the gambler in me, I would never do it. I hate gambling against us. If I'm looking through, because there's a couple, it's like the Magic have very similar odds, and I'm like, yeah. you know, you fall to that seventh seed, you play the Heat, you lose your one game against, you know, Chicago or Atlanta. I was going to say, the play-in is the ultimate, like, two games. killer. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we've, as we've talked about on this podcast, yeah. yes, we've beaten some of the best, but mm-hmm. Miami... Even Philly with Embiid, yeah. the Magic for sure. Horrible matchups for yeah. a one-game scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I would be sweating that out. <laughs> if we were in reverse, I would not have guessed our playoff odds would have been that high if you no. were doing this for me. Hell no. So now we'll go, what do you think Vegas has our total over-under wins at? So coming into the season, we were at 37.5, I believe, depending on what sports book you were using. Yep. Obviously that we have surpassed that coming in. So yep. what do you think our total win total is? We are, I don't know. If we're 31 okay, and 24 yeah. right now. 32 with the win last night. Well, no, we were 30 and 24 oh, going in. Okay. Yeah, because I just remember that going in. And I think I think now we're 31 and 24. Maybe I could be wrong, oh, but it's somewhere close. Yeah. I'm going to say it's got to be, if we got 20, we got to win two-thirds of the games. I'm going to say 45, 46 wins, something like that. 45 and a half. Is it really? Okay, yeah. So, uh, hey, I'm redemption. Yeah, I'm a little yeah. bit better uh, than the, the, I've been. The first ones are really hard to get. Yeah. That's why I was trying to lead you in. So, 45 and a half wins. So, it, to put that in perspective, with the Detroit win last night, to hit the over, you'd have to go 14 and 11. To hit the under, it's only 13 and 12. Okay. Now, yeah. the under is the favorite. It was like minus 120 to plus 118 or something. So you get a little favor on the over. If I had to put money, I think I'd go on the over. I think, But I think 46 is the number. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, I, I just see, you know, particularly with what you touched on is these, these two t- playing yeah. these teams two times because mm-hmm. – Adjustments get made. I, I mean, say, you know, you're seeing you somebody have film on them now. You're going to come back and hit them with the punch. And it's Carlisle's as good as anybody with a lot of these sort of adjustments. So for sure, but but, mm-hmm. but it's but but it comes down to matchups too. Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. like if it's the wrong team, you know. I, I mean, I think of a team like I do think we're going to struggle against New Orleans. Yeah. I think with Brandon Ingram and Zion, I think we're we may have and we've got them twice in the next yeah. week or so. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I I would tend to agree with you. I uh, went through and tried to just kind of be like win here, loss here, and just see. And I ran it a few times, and obviously there's a difference. I did have us write it about 14 every time. I went. Okay. 14, 11, three games over 500 through that 25-game stretch, I think feels about right. Yeah. I, I, it, you know what? I'll just say this. As a fan, set aside the odds, mm-hmm. I would sign off for 45 or 46 oh, wins right now. A 45 is yeah. would be and, great. And wherever you we know, landed in the seeding, let it, it let it play out. Yeah, even if that's the seventh seed, I think you have to take that. So yeah. if if listen, I hope Vegas is right because mm-hmm. I would take that right now. So there's just a few. These yeah. I won't have you guess because they'd be almost impossible. No, I had, at least hit me with one. Okay. I want to try. So this one, this will be fun then. <laughs> Rick Carlisle, coach of the year. Oh, wow. That's um he is he's I'll give you at least a hint. I've yeah. got a few of these where like Tyrese and Matherin for six man Tyrese for MVP and clutch player. He's yeah. got the best odds of any of them to do of something. any of the ones you're about to, to rattle do, off. Yeah. Okay. Which is understandable. I mean, listen, we were a lottery team. We had the what, seventh overall pick. Yeah. Um, I think we were supposed to have the eighth and we got the mm-hmm. seventh in the lot. So I mean yeah. we were a bottom half team and, and obviously playing much better now. Um I'm trying to think I'm, in my head. I'm trying to go through. Okay, who are the surefire coach of the year candidates? Um, start with Doc Rivers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I. But but I mean, uh, you know, I I even on there's not a lot that are really. Am I missing so? Like I feel like in the NFL, it was like kind of obvious who was going to win coach of the year just because of some of the things that played out. You know, with Cleveland and Houston, and uh, you know, among others, but. 
Um, yeah. I can read. I'll read. So he was fifth in odds. Okay, so, that, that feels about right. So, so Mark Dagnett, Chris Finch, Bickerstadt, and Ty Lue are the okay. four in front of him. Okay, so is that is that Minnesota, yep. OKC, Clippers, and then I didn't – who else was in there? You said uh, – you see Bickerstaff. Oh, okay. Um, so, okay, interesting. I'm going to say if he's fifth overall – Oh fuck! I'll go one in fifty. He's one in twenty. Okay, All so right. not crazy odds. I wouldn't go out on the limb. I think it's going to go to one of those two Western Conference coaches there. I, I think OKC. Yeah. I, I would lean OKC, mm-hmm. I, I, and not not because. Listen, Shea has just played so good, oh. and they're getting great play out of these young guys. Jalen and Chet are, I mean, Chet's going to be in the defensive, you know, all-team conversation, might not make it, but he's in there already as yeah. a rookie, an older rookie, but still a rookie. And Jalen Williams is maybe one of the best third, you know, guys. Yeah. He's a, not an all-star, but if he's right there. He, he had the winning bucket for the for the final in Rising Stars. But, I mean, he, yeah, I, I just love that. And, and no, that's not a shot at Finch at all. I mean, Minnesota's been great, but you kind of saw Ant making this progression. Yep. Carl Anthony Towns has been a multi-time all-star. Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year. You've still got Mike Conley. I mean, yep. there were just there was a little bit more to work with there. I'm not yep. as surprised. They were in the playoffs last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There, a lot there. So, 1-20 mm-hmm. for Carlisle. That's not a bad – I mean, listen, if we go on a run here, yeah. mm-hmm. I, you could see that. Yeah, you could see you that could, paying off. You could jump into. I mean, the three seed isn't technically even. Even the two seed really no. isn't like blow your. I mean, it'd be like a six game difference. But you know, you just never know. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. Milwaukee's reeling. They got to figure it out and mm-hmm. fast. And New York can't get off the injury bug. No, I mean, yeah, I didn't even realize OG had surgery. Yeah, he's so he. I guess happened at the right time. We're still looking at about two weeks from today. Two more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. reevaluated. So yeah. you never know. And I saw Bojan was out. I think last night too was something. Okay. Might have just been an illness. I'll have to check on it. I but. mean, you love their roster, but they, yeah. you know, and, and I will say this, talking about coaches, that's the only reason I'm even going on this tangent. Thibodeau has been known to play his guys oh, yeah. hard and get injuries and overextend and not have them ready for the postseason. Correct. So Well, and just, when you bring in a lot of new pieces, we were talking about it early in the podcast, we want Siakam to start fitting in, Carlo to get used, you know, OG's not playing, Bojan's not playing. There's yep. still Mitchell Robinson still out. They're gonna have to bring him in. Julius with Randall, Randall, yeah. yeah. So there, yeah. That that's something to keep an eye on in the yeah. next you know mm-hmm. month and a half or so. So just two more of these though. Okay. So Matherin, sixth man. So they're going up. <sighs> if that's my hand. yeah. No, I I <laughs> I I would have taken those. They the odds were probably better last year at this time uh, for him on six man. They were there. I don't remember. They were probably about the same. He's he's got to be. Listen, he's I, I and you know I've been all over the board on Mather and love him, hate him. He's yep. driving me nuts. <laughs> one in seventy. One in seventy. One in forty. Forty. Which okay. I think is low. He's seventh in odds right now. Is he really? Mm-hmm. I think it's. A lot, you know, if you looked at bench scoring, I'd have to imagine he's still with his, you know, he's at what, this year, 15, 14, 14 and change, yeah. So he's got to still be up there to some degree. I mean, but I I thought it was a little surprising. I, I'm just going to say this, and and I know that I, I – where the hell is TJ McConnell on that no, list? No, yeah. He's, <laughs> I mean, because if you're asking me who is who I want coming off the bench to to that's really providing that sixth man spark, yeah. it's TJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I know he doesn't do it night in and night out, but he seemingly does it in really important spots. Yeah. And 
3J was out 3J last night. 3J had two of them, baby. 3J was out. I could not believe it. I was sitting there, and I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. going on here? That but was that was all. I, I, I would take a flyer on TJ. I, I mean, I know he'll never win it. He was it's, not on there, unfortunately. Yeah, of course yeah. he's not. Yeah. And that's funny. It's funny how the pundits and yeah. Vegas views it because I view Matherin as a, a great player. Mm-hmm. We think the world of him. He's yeah. on the rise, but he's not been as important as... As, yeah. I mean, he's disappeared, and Shepard's come in, or Nemhard if he wasn't mm-hmm. starting, or Buddy, or whoever. I mean, absolutely. You know, McConnell's been way more consistent in my mind. But Vegas with these, you know, if you get a game line, they've got all the information that you could possibly have and the data to make these lines. But these ones, because they're media vote and player vote, yeah. they kind of have to try to read the room. So yeah. that's where you can get sometimes some angles, although. None of these, I think, yeah. are probably. I think the media is higher on Benedict Matherin than I am. I the, would the definitely national say, media. yeah. When I hear a lot of, I listen to a lot of the Ringer guys, and they'll even, they still bring him up, and rightfully so. He should still be talked yeah. about in that sense to a certain degree. But last one, this one's yeah. actually probably my favorite because it's the most ridiculous and subjective okay. one. Okay. Tyrese Halliburton to be clutch player of the year. Now, early in the season, he was at like, Plus 800, I wanted to look up. I don't remember. He did have a few of those. They weren't buzzer beaters, but late daggers and some assists. He was up there with guys like Shea. I think Dame is still leading it. Okay. Um, But what do you think his odds are on that? Interesting. I mean, he's got to be, yeah. He's got to be in the top five, six, seven. He is not. Seriously. So this is where if I was going to throw some. Wow. Okay. Because... Especially on these awards, and I'll say it like this. When Matherin made the all-rookie first team last year, a yeah. lot of it was his public perception was so good early on because yeah. he was so good to come out of the gates that that kind of lied him. Carried. No, he he, he yeah. deserved it, too. But, but it, carried it helped him, him carry yeah. it in where you can also do the opposite, where if you come alive late, you can ride that narrative out. So yeah. if somebody comes out of this break and has two buzzer beaters and we're in all these close games, yeah. which you don't know, we're kind of one of those teams that play these closer games. For sure. So if you get into a lot of clutch time, you hit two buzzer beaters, win, you know, let's say seven out of eight clutch games to finish, yeah. you're right there. Some recency bias. Interesting. Okay, so he's not in the top six or seven. Um, not even close. Oh my god! Well, I, I mean, I guess that's just I, I part of that. Probably mm-hmm. shame on me is I don't. I, I'm not a league pass guy. I don't yeah. watch every game, oh, and, yeah. and so you, can, you know, yeah. I, I know who I would think just off the cuff are clutch players. But I, mm-hmm. I think you're bringing up a really sound point or or element to this, which is the met you know, the metrics of this and what they deem as clutch and yeah. how they determine the scenarios and point differentials and what have you that create these clutch scenarios. Um, I'm gonna say. You've made me think I've got to go way high. So I'm going to say like 200 to 1. You hit it on the dot. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, wow. One in 200. There you go. Oh, what a fucking joke. That was that awesome. Is. <laughs> I, I will say, I'm looking at this list because I actually had... So Steph is leading it right now, which... Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. and, and, and he would have been on my short yeah. list, obviously. It's Steph, it's Steph. Shea, Dame, Luca, which all makes sense. Yeah. But this is... I've got some... Mikel Bridges over him. What I... Maybe Paulo. I just no. I Trey Young. I don't. I know. That is, if there's some value, if I'm telling you, just just wake up. If next week he has two buzzer beers, which like remember when DeRozan had that short stench around oh. Christmas, oh, yeah. back to back, one yep. in our building that I was there for. But 
it was that is one where it's like one in 200 i had to double check it actually while he was talking because i thought i was like it can't be maybe it was one in 20 and i didn't look right but i have doubled down and have wow if you put ten dollars you can win two thousand if he gets it so you know what i I may take a i hit the i hit it on the head so maybe that's a sign that i need to go cash that in maybe i'll go more than 10 that's just a very very appealing that's just one of those i'm telling you with with the way the media works and if you listen to all these guys because i listen to like zach lowe and bill simmons and their their votes and kevin o'connell and all these guys who have votes or have they they talk about it all the time yeah they they, even this one they're like what is this like it is totally just a who hit the big (laughs) shot right and right now if you think like who's hit all these buzzer beaters this year nobody comes to mind yeah Oh, and, and then the thing is, it's like, okay, Steph Curry's Steph Curry's leading it. The Warriors are having kind of a... They're in the 10th seed. Yeah, middle of the road, <laughs> not that great year. Like, Dame is noticeably having an off year. Yeah. Um, obviously, they've been, what, three and seven since Doc That's took insane. over, something like that. That's where one where if you wanted to go even low odds, I like Shea in there, like plus 800, too. Okay, yeah, yeah but, for, for mm. sure. Yeah, that's... I have to go take a look at that. That's interesting. I like yeah. that, though. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad yeah. I, I somewhat redeemed myself there at the buzzer. I, I'm the Except clutch player. These are impossible. They're <laughs> Early ones you don't know how to set a bar. That's why I try yeah. to give you a little little room on there. But well, listen, we are we've kind of recapped it all here. All Star Weekend was awesome. Um, it it really was a lot of fun. I hope this city gets a chance. Maybe not in our lifetime. I hope they get a chance to host it again. One little sidebar on that as we bring this in for landing. Some stuff was coming. Did you see the requirements now that have been talked about? I don't know where. Okay, you're going. so so there was an article in the Oklahoman. So Oklahoma City's building a new arena. I'll okay. be very brief because I I know we want to oh, bring this for work. like the All Star for oh, the okay. All Star game. Know. So so there were like new updated. It was like a three metric requirement, okay. I guess, and it was basically you had to have a minimum number of hotel rooms, square footage, flights. Well, I think one or two of them we don't meet anymore, the criteria. Okay. So it's kind of like, okay, well, that's interesting. Oklahoma City wasn't even close. A lot of mm-hmm. small market teams aren't going to hit it. And and so it's just some people, were, I guess, were explaining it that maybe this is like the starting point and exceptions can be made. Yeah. But I I, if I was a betting man coming off this segment, I don't think we see the All-Star game again in our lifetime. Um, I, I would love if if they get away from neutral site, I would love to see an in-season tournament yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that if they start to go around the league for that. Um, but you never know. We're getting ready to go into NFL Combine uh, is yeah. going to ramp up in the next week or so. I forget when that starts, but the convention center will be flip back over for that, and um, we've got a game on Sunday against Luka Doncic and the Mavs. Should be a fun one. I did hear Doncic took a flight to Croatia right after the All-Star game, hopped in a plane from Indy, flew to Croatia, spent two days on an island, and then got back. back. Um, So hopefully we get him with a little jet lag. Um, Well, I thought he pulled something on one of those dunks. I don't know if you could see it in person. He, like, went down, held his groin, and then looked at the coach and put his hand up. Now he ended up staying in, and he was moving slow. Now he always kind of – that's his game. Yeah, he's he's the old man game uh, and somehow just is awesome and always gets the shot off. And um, I've never seen him in person, so I'm really excited to see him on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know we'll check in. I don't know what we'll do next. I was actually talking. Well, we can talk off air. We'll yep. uh, we'll come at you guys here with something exciting in the next couple of days. And uh, I'll until- lead you off with a question, Brad. Yeah, here. please. Are you looking forward, or do you think you want a farewell tour at some point? A farewell tour of what? Oh, did you see this? No, I didn't. Oh, LeBron fifty fifty if on if he wants a farewell tour oh, at the end of his career. God. 
50% for sure, 50% I need it. Yeah, I was going to say, with that ego, um, oh, God. I, I can't even comment. I know. It's, I, 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 I assumed you just saw it. So, I, but yeah. I did not see it. There will be a tour. Oh, no shit. And, 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 and I will be in attendance because I'm a Pacers fan, but I want no part of it. Uh, I hate LeBron. All right, signing yep. off. 